Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. His line speaks for itself. Seven assists, I think, as well. So, you know, he was terrific. I thought he competed on the defensive end as well. Coming up with big shots time and time again when he needed it. And then really making the right play as well. Quinn Snyder, trusting Donovan Mitchell's play in game one. Make the right play. Game two today, 2 o'clock TNT. The Zone's coverage starts at 1 o'clock with the pregame show. AT&T Sportsnet will have it as well. And PK, the big news yesterday, right after our show, we found out that Mike Conley has re-entered the bubble, which means they could have him back for game three, assuming all the positive tests work out and everything, or all the tests come back uh, that he's clear. So one more game, super shorthanded, and then back at it. Could it be 1-1 when they get Conley back? Yeah, it can be. Absolutely it can be. I mean, there's a, a sliver of a difference in regulation. In fact, there was no difference the last two times these teams have played. One was with Conley, one was without. Why can't Conley play tomorrow, man? What's he got to wait for? Four days, I guess. It can take a while for, for the day, symptoms tomorrow, to show up today. or whatever. Yeah. Well, who, who created four days? I don't know. Well, fine. Some you, man, doctor. You're a big Fauci dude. Come some on. Some doctor somewhere. Well, if it wasn't Fauci, it was somebody he knows. That's uh, metaphor, man. Oh, I'm more into similes. Okay, well then, Fauci's as short as uh, short people are, and I don't—I'm short on patience when it comes to this stuff, and I don't want to have sh- the Jazz be short-handed. They need to get Conley there. Is that enough similes for you? Short is the word of the morning. People begin to tweet at us in short order. We're gonna have Kenny the Jet Smith here to talk NBA and then talk about the Jazz. So Use stand the open by for mic that as well. Yes. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Dame top of the key takes another deep three. It's good from Dame distance. It is Dame time in the fourth quarter. Gary Trent Jr. will dribble out the final three seconds. It's a game one Rip City winner. 100-93. The Blazers take down the Lakers and earn the 1-0 series lead in round one of the Western Conference playoffs. Blazers win a low-scoring game. Low-scoring game they've won this year. They shot 39%. The Lakers shot 35%. And the Lakers were a miserable 15% on three-pointers. They had the lead. Coulda, woulda, shoulda, PK. 84-78, middle of the fourth quarter. But the Blazers started hitting threes. And Lillard with two deep ones, a 30-footer, a 36-footer. Portland wins game one. You didn't think the Lakers were going to win the title. Man, down 0-1. Round one. Jake well, we early. thought that the Blazers would give them a strong run for their money. At least I did. I think you did, too. There was no reason why not. Lakers just don't have enough talent across the board. Uh, it was apparent. They don't They don't have enough scores. They don't have enough guys who can put the ball in the basket. And Lillard, you know, has extended his range. It seemed like uh, another 10 feet when, when he made that one shot that the guy was talking about from distance. I just said he needs a new nickname. If he's going to go with Dame, and that's what he goes by, only you call him Damien. Uh, but uh, you know the rest of us young, hip people in our cribs sitting here watching this game, we call him Dame. And when he made that shot, I thought, I said to myself, God, Dame, that was impressive. 
Yak is rolling. Yak is. Oh man, you win. That was a good. Is one. that a nine point five or a ten? Yeah, don't 9.5. don't give it an eight or a nine. That's a nine point five. Okay, that's pretty good. Well, you you know that was good, DJ. You're just jealous. That's all that is. Oh, constantly. I mean, I'm just. Right. I'm, and I've been trying to. Tell I am you, not short on jealousy. My over. What's the difference between simile and metaphor? You know stuff. That's what I thought. <laughs> you know, Here, Joe Biden. You know the thing. Uh, yeah, I, I've been trying to tell you my overwhelming brilliance is benefiting you financially. Yeah, but my jealousy has benefited me financially. So we I just got to keep doing what we're doing. I don't, I don't see how your jealousy has benefited. Don't you mess it up. That's not jealous. But come on, man. That's his new nickname. We. I'm sorry. He's now. The second god who played in the NBA. We had God Sham God. Now we got God Dame. Lillard had 34 in that game when it was all said and done. And the other eight seed also won. The Magic beat the Bucks. So the one seed that has been diminished more in your eyes by the game one loss. You well, I, I, it's not necessarily diminished. I look at it. Uh, in the way that the Blazers with their guys are a really good team. Yes, exactly. And so they're much different. I, see, you always put the Bucks in. I, you never could. I, you never could, huh? Well, a lot of it is out of ignorance because I'm just not watching them that much. As I said a million times, I don't spend a lot of time watching the East, but I spend all sorts of time watching the West. And then when, when I'm watching this game, and it's just one game, so you don't want to go crazy, uh, I look at it and think, who are these guys outside of Antetokounmpo, really? I mean, they're all nice players, but maybe Middleton a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of the guys, you know, who are they? I mean, they're just sort of guys who've been in the league. They're, they're millionaires beyond so they 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 winning the game of life because they're making outrageous money. But other than that, did they really move the meter as basketball players in the league? Not so much. Now, it's, and I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking about one game in the loss to Orlando, because uh, this has happened many times where teams lose a single game and still win the series. But I'm talking about putting them at the elite yep, level I, to where I put them overwhelmingly ahead of uh, Toronto. And I assume you get to the Celtics with Hayward's injury yeah. here. I don't have the rundown in front of me. Yes, uh, I think the key point here is that the Blazers, when they were healthy last year, they, I mean, you have a little bit of turnover, but they basically have the same group of guys. When they were healthy last year, they were a top-four team in the West when the West was really good and really deep. Oh, they're better they're than they were They're an eighth seed now because they had a bunch of injuries, but because they don't have a bunch of injuries at this moment, this roster the Lakers are playing, this is a, a somebody you'd see in a second round or in a conference final of that quality. It's not the way you think of an eight seed. Orlando is what you think an eight seed is. Orlando's actually, uh, there's seven games under 500. So, you know, one series is, is a much more difficult matchup. And, you know, the, I think the Bucks are in the mix. If for no other reason they got the best record in the league, and how often do you not put the team with the best record in the league, at least in the mix, even if they're not the favorite. Right. But in the East, there's so many bad teams that even though you can compare the win totals, you know they look really inflated. The Jazz have had problems, major problems with some of the top teams in the West. But they split with all the top teams in the East, and we all know travel's a factor and elevation's a factor and goofy, you know, back-to-back or third game in four nights is a factor. So the regular season's a different deal. But I don't think you can completely dismiss the fact that there are teams in the West the Jazz can't beat. 
and their teams in the East, and they split with all of them, right down the line. Split with Milwaukee. Split with the Raptors. Split with the Celtics. You just keep going down the line. I think they split with Philly, too. So, the top of the East isn't as good as the top of the West. But, every once in a while, one of those Eastern teams pulls it off. Cleveland got a title. Toronto got a title. Mostly, the championships have been going to the best teams in the West. Yes, Gordon Hayward is out. Grade three ankle sprain. He's going to miss four weeks. So, for the Celtics, that's the rest of the first round. Uh, Assuming they make it out against Philadelphia, he's going to miss the second round four weeks to bring him back for a conference final. Yeah, the only shocker here is that uh, it wasn't a high ankle sprain because I haven't heard just an ankle sprain in years. We have to go high. Well, there it is. It's an ankle sprain. But I guess, you know, what I've been hearing as I've been watching flicking around the television, when it comes to the ankle sprains, when uh, other teams go high, we go low. Ah, see. So the other thing is it could be some of the conference final he misses because they've talked about how they're not going to spread the series out like they normally do for TV to kind of get through in the bubble. If, If everybody wraps it up quickly, then they'll just move on to the next series. So maybe it won't take two weeks to play every series. Maybe they won't win. And there's that, too. Uh, the other games, man, James Harden and the Rockets, they made it look easy, didn't Did that hold your attention at all? They had, they had a pretty comfortable lead for a big chunk of that game. Uh, it held my attention, but not for all. Harden with 37 points. No Westbrook, and it just didn't matter. Rockets win by 15. Yeah, and I, I just don't get people who say that uh, watching James Harden, it doesn't do it. I, mean, I, <laughs> I know, the best oh, offensive just, player. I, the only thing I think of is it's jealousy. I mean, and the guy's a premier player. You're prolific offensively. He beat the Pacers. That was the other game. Today, it starts with Nets and Raptors at 11.30, then the Jazz at 2. Sixers and Celtics at 4.30, Mavericks and Clippers at 7. And we will have more on the NBA, the NBA playoffs, and the Jazz coming up with Kenny DeJet Smith. He is going to join us in about half an hour. Aaron Falk, UtahJazz.com writer, 9 o'clock. So, all that on the way. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I feel very comfortable with the offense right now. I feel very comfortable with my guys. Um, and I think, you know, I think we're going to be pretty good on offense. I'm, I'm excited more so than nervous, I would say. That's Joe Burrow coming off that 15-0 season at LSU. Now can he turn around the Cincinnati Bengals? Comfortable with the offense, PK, but uh, he doesn't have NFL defensive linemen and linebackers running at him right now. And the Bengals, uh, there have been some highlights, but way more lowlights than highlights there. Yeah, well, he says he thinks he's going to be pretty good offensively. He really has no idea. He has nothing to compare it to. But I would expect him to say that, though. You can't say we're going to be bad. So, But he, he doesn't know that either. Right. He's got, he's got no NFL games to base this on. Right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Mike Evans says he's enjoying working with new quarterback Tom Brady and that Brady is a living legend and trying to turn me into a living legend as well. I'm appreciative of that. He's the GOAT on and off the field. It's crazy. He's a superstar. The most accomplished player in our game in history. And he's just like everybody else. He keeps going, PK. Uh, What else can you say, though, right? Joe Burrow territory. You can't come in and say negative stuff about Brady. 
But he's yeah, amazing. Mike, Mike Evans is a really good player himself as a receiver. He's tall and strong and big and got all that stuff going for him. So, yeah, I would expect him to say that about Brady because Brady is the living legend. Right now, he is the – it's a different game than individual sports, but he's on a level that, uh, off the top of my head, uh, who as far as still being active would be Tiger. Uh, I guess you can go uh, maybe some tennis too. I don't really get into that. Uh, but as far as uh, team sport, and I don't know that we've ever had a player this accomplished still playing and certainly changing teams like this and being this good, too. I assume he's going to be pretty good. He well, didn't a significant drop-off. In team sports, the comparison would have to be LeBron, right? Three-time champion, changing teams. Six-time champion, changing teams. Baseball doesn't have a multi-time champion first off it's a harder sport for one guy to say man if you got that guy you're good and if you lose that guy uh oh and it's just you know baseball too many too many players matter starting pitchers for you know that's a good jumping off point but you know trout trout's uh, everyone acknowledges trout's greatness but he's not sitting on multiple championships yeah but it's, i gotta go more than lebron though in terms of what he's won right yeah he's actually won double what lebron has won Sitting on six championships. So that's why I went Tiger. Yeah. Two-time Super Bowl winning coach Tom Flores, uh, Drew Pearson, Cowboys, are finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame's class of 2021. So there's a coaches category now. Flores is nominated in that. Pearson is a senior nominee. Any of their, the candidacies uh, motivate you at all, PK? Get fired up about any of them? Or whoever gets in the hall, good for you. Uh, more the latter, yeah, yeah for more sure. The latter. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. We're constantly weighing the consequences of playing, uh, but we're also weighing the consequences of not playing uh, and how that would impact the players uh, and what they would do and the isolation that it would create uh, for them and how we can manage it for them. That's Nick Saban. He went on to uh, speculate about a spring season being basically a JV season because a lot of the juniors and seniors would opt out, certainly on his roster, because he's always got a lot of uh, NFL guys, and that would probably just... I I think guys on any team might opt out, but his roster would really opt out because he's got more NFL guys. So I can't imagine he's a big fan of uh, the spring season. Yeah, I get what he's saying. Why would they have to manage the consequences of not playing? If they don't play, shouldn't they just... If, since they're all these big student athletes, and that's the big deal, they're amateurs. Well, shouldn't they just go back to being a student? A student, if there's no athletes, I mean, are we managing everybody else on the University of Alabama? I mean, you see, you can't really have it both ways here. Trying to have it both ways because they don't want the players to be employees because they don't want to pay them legally. Exactly. More. How about this? More. They don't want to pay them more. I mean, obviously. You know, there's, we can put a value on the scholarship because we know what they're charging for tuition. And then you've got, you know, now they've got the stipends on top of that. And then you could put a value on uh, the training table because the average student is, you know, paying to eat in the dining commons or wherever else they're eating. And the athletes are getting fed. So you can put a value on all that stuff. But some of them have more value. Uh, Notre Dame suspending in-class and in-person classes, they're moving to virtual learning, uh, but they said it's not going to affect uh, the current status of varsity athletics. 
Is that a two-week deal in Notre Dame? That's until September 2. It's two weeks for yeah. now. All right. North Carolina uh, kind of moving along the same lines. Moving students off campus, but still playing football at this point. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The 0-1, a weak ground ball to the right side. It gets past the mound. Byron coming on the throw. The slide is safe. Twins win. Twins win. The Minnesota Twins win it. Man, had a no-hitter into the ninth, and then you end up with an extra inning game, and the Twins win it 4-3. So uh, Minnesota doesn't get the no-hitter, but they do get the victory. 12 innings is now, we've got to kind of recalibrate with the runner at second base. 12 innings is a marathon game. Is that equivalent to like 15? Or just not, we're not going to see that. We've seen a couple 12-inning games, and we're not going to see that many of them. I don't know. I'm still busy recalibrating. Recalibrating. I mean, I rarely do I calibrate. Now I have to recalibrate. That's a lot at 7.20 in the morning to ask. Are the Dodgers ever going to lose again? That's seven yes. straight wins. I've calibrated that very quickly. 18-7. and seven. Beat the Mariners. Corey Seager. RBI single in the eighth. Boom. 2-1. They're crushing it. Living up to it. Playing 700 ball. What, what is that over the course? 600 ball is uh, is a 100 win season, basically. So 700 ball. They're so just going to compare everything to the regular yes. season. Of I want to know how many wins they're on pace for. You know, they're playing a full season. Well, when you figure it out, get back to us. Because I, be- I believe there's like 98% of our folks want to know that. Really? Yeah. yeah. I think it's like 112, And they're called wins. losers. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I actually, I actually found that. Them with numbers I find, like I found that morning. funnier than Lillard. That was funnier. There's, I think that a was reason, a highlighted segment. There's a reason why Locke didn't do a morning show. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> hey, your Diamondbacks getting it together. They got a six-game win streak. They deserve a shout out, and they took it to Oakland, who's been really good. But now they've uh, beaten them a couple times. Ten-one. That's a thumping. You flipping over and checking that out? Well, I actually had it on. It's a, it was a, a four o'clock start because they're going up to Oakland now for a series, a couple because there's two games and then two games up in Oakland. And uh, so for whatever reason, it started at uh, 4:10 our time. So yes, I did watch it the first two innings, and that's pretty much all I needed to see because they scored five in the first and four in the second. That was it. All right, what is trending? It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, we'll talk with Kenny Smith here in half an hour on Facebook. We've got a question going. Uh, what do you think of Donovan Mitchell now? He just went off for 57. Oh, are you recalibrating? Or are you just sticking with the original calibration? We'll get to that next. It's up on Facebook. You can tweet at us, David DJ James. Use the open mic on the app. Send in your takes. We'll get to that next. Stay with us. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. From Sports Illustrated, he's our friend Chris Mannix. Jazz fans disappointed they came up on the short end of Game 1 to the Nuggets, but man, what a game. Really a historic performance from Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, really a great performance from start to finish. He had to assume a lot of responsibility in that game, whether it was playmaking as the point guard, defensively on Jamal Murray, and of course scoring. And he stepped up. He was excellent. There were points of time during that game that I thought the Nuggets could have blown it wide open, but I thought the Jazz did a great job in the first half.
half, keeping it closer than maybe it should have been, and then in the second half, climbing back into it. You know, you've got to be optimistic if you're the Jazz. You can hang in there and win the series. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction is guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. What do you think of Donovan Mitchell now? 57 points. Change your opinion? Reveal something new? Janice says, love him and two hearts. I love his game, man. That's for sure. I don't know him, so I can't say I love him. But I love his game. And actually, I don't want to know him. I want to be able to evaluate it as neutral as possible. So, uh, right now, I love his game. Darren says he's great. I hope we can keep him. A lot of Jazz fans have revealed their true colors, so I wouldn't blame him if he left. But I sure hope he stays. What are their true colors? I assume he thinks that their response to his social justice stance has been wrong, that they've been racist. Don't beat around the bush. The jazz fans have revealed, a lot of jazz fans have revealed their true colors, they're racist. Say it. Just say it. Don't just leave it out there like that. And what are we supposed to interpret? If you're going to throw around an accusation like that or hint of it, have the you-know-what to go ahead and go all the way. David Olson says, Knicks, here we come. Knicks? Well, he joined Walt Perrin and Johnny Bryan. Yes. What's going on there? Stealing our guys. Isn't that how the world works? You're in the top third of the league. The bottom third of the league is going to try to hire your people away. I don't know. if the Knicks hired two other people from the same organization in the last two months? I was thinking how the Jazz hired two people away from the Spurs. If you're one of the if you're one of the better teams, if you're perceived in his organization that's doing it right, then someone's going to come for your people. Jazz went and got Dennis Lindsay, and Dennis Lindsay went and got Quinn Snyder. And I don't know. Did the Knicks hire two people from the same organization in the last couple of months? I don't know. I haven't followed the Knicks close enough to tell you. Jamie thinks uh, Donovan's gone. I think he'll look great in the new team jersey he puts on in about four to five years. Okay, if I gave you Donovan Mitchell, knowing that he would leave after eight or nine years, would you take him? Yes. Better than having him for zero years. I mean, I'd or rather... Three or I'd four. rather, Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. Eight or nine is better than three or four. Three or four is better than zero. Obviously, 12 would be better than nine. I mean, we can play that game forever. Uh, maybe. I don't know that for sure. I'm going to go on that assumption. Eh, well, uh, go ahead, go. I don't know that for sure. Jason Wood says uh, Donovan needs to learn to count to eight. See, that's a backcourt joke right there. Yeah, that wasn't on him. That's on the slew of coaches that they have. Can't give him a total pass. Come on. I do. He had no idea. Wyatt says stud! Exclamation point. Yeah. I agree. 57 points in a playoff game. They know it's coming, and they can't do anything about it. With an array of moves, too. Yeah, you're right. They weren't all they weren't all three-pointers. They weren't all free throws. They weren't all slashing to the hoop, and it was a mixture. 
Then a little mid-range. I think he had a, something at the free throw line mixed in there, too. Who has a more diversified game offensively, Lillard or Mitchell? I say Mitchell. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's better at driving to the basket. That Euro step layup stuff that he does, maybe Lillard can do it, and maybe he doesn't have to do it, or maybe I'm not watching Lillard enough and yeah. I'm just flat out wrong. But to me, it seems like Mitchell can score in a more variety of ways. Now, I'm not saying he's better than Lillard by any stretch. I'm saying who has a more diversified game. That was the question. Who can put well, the ball in the basket in more ways? The thing, and Lillard was talking about this in his interview after the game last night, that uh, you know he thought that, uh, I don't know what we're going to, you know, logo Lillard, but he thought that 30, 35-footer uh, would help. And so he spent a summer adding it to his game, and I just wonder how many players, Donovan included, obviously, will try to add that now. And Steph Curry obviously does it. Um, you know, why not stretch the defense uh, even more, create more space, and, boy, to, to, to not go to that the whole game and then hit two of them really turn the game around. How does it create more space? It forces teams to play defense at half court. And guys are out on an island more. Nobody's playing defense at half court like that. Higher pickup points. We're already hearing coaches say it. That's where it's going. Yeah, let him shoot like that. He's made a couple, and they've they've captured our attention because he's made a couple. I, I I need a far bigger sample size to to look at that and to see that that's. A legitimate weapon, so that means I've got to take my big man and move him up to the free throw line because Lillard is closer to half court. I'm not sure I buy that. Ryan says to all of you that are so scared that he's going to the Knicks now, keep in mind we're reminded with Hayward that the team has seven years to prove to a player that they're willing and able to put a great team around him. That means we've got four more years to prove that. So calm down, all caps. Your little man syndrome is showing. And got three thumbs up for that. That's the way I would think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, little man. I don't understand that part. Uh, but he's going to be here for a number of years. And wow, be worried about something that's going to happen that might happen in four years. And what do I know that the Knicks are going to be? I mean, I haven't seen a bunch of free agents flocking to join the Knicks. Yeah, which, which players will they prioritize? There'll still be a salary cap. Will they max out spending money on other players? That, that's a long way away and hard to know. They're going yeah, to save cap space. You're going to wait four years. Right, exactly. Wait for Mitchell to come in and time. he's going to be the savior. I mean, they tried that with other guys and they didn't, it didn't work. I think you're in New York. You pretty much have to swing at the biggest star every year. And they're definitely going to have to swing next summer because there should be a lot of players available. So the money already may be tied up. We'll. Uh, We'll have to see. Uh, once you get close enough, you can figure out who's got cap space. And, and why worry stuff. about it? Because if it's inevitable, well, then what's then the just point en- of worrying about then it? Then enjoy the meantime. <laughs> uh, Justin tweets at us, I am definitely recalibrating. I see what you did there, Justin. Good work. Uh, he says, honestly, I didn't realize the ceiling was that high. Uh, the nine rebounds, the seven assists to go with 57 points, that was huge. Absolutely, man. Uh, yes, uh, the, those are superstar numbers. And if he does it again today, how much proof do you need <laughs> that he's elevated his game? Should we go with a golf analogy? Uh, how easy is it to back up? You know, a golfer goes out and shoots a 62 or 63 on tour. Don't you automatically assume they're going to they're gonna shoot a, a 70 in the next round? They're not, they're not going to back up a 60. 
a 62 with a 63 or something like that. That rarely happens. Is he going to back up a 57 with another massive number? Uh, yeah, it's likely. Yeah, Yacht just rolled his eyes in there like, you're going to bet against him, DJ? <laughs> and the way he's been playing, in my mind, he's elevated his game big time since they've gone to Orlando. I don't know if it's something in the air in Orlando, but he's taken a couple of steps up. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Kenny the Jet Smith from TNT joining us next. We'll talk jazz nuggets with him and NBA playoffs. Get his picks. Stay with us. And Barkley with the broom. All that coming up. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. My uh, son's got a friend who is going out of town, and she asked him to cat sit for her. And so we have a cat coming over to her house. I think Scotty's going to be Dr. Evil here in about a day's time. Pet didn't be like, I love you, Mr. Bigglesworth. What was the name of your cat that you had for a while? I don't want to talk about him because I had him only for a short time. And and you, you tweeted out a picture of how proud you were, and you got mocked. I did everything I could to, to save that little cat. He had some mental issues. I had to get him on Pro's Cat. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> uh, really? I might We're going to just let that go. That might be the worst joke you've ever told. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK. And we're joined now by Kenny the Jet Smith. He's up late on TNT. He's up early on morning radio. Kenny, you're doing it all. Hey, man, it's easy when you love it. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so you're here to talk NBA, but you're also here because you got uh, a series of virtual camps, a chance to uh, help players improve. Have you added the uh, Lillard Logo 3 to your repertoire here, or is that not in the camp yet? I added to what? The logos, the the Lillard logo three. Oh, the look! Oh my gosh! I tell you, you know, well, we do have Trey Young as one of our uh, suckers. He can shoot that deep as well, so you 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 will get the insight on how to shoot that deep. And uh, you know, I I just it's that's incredible the way he shoots the basketball. But for me, this camp is really you know Jet Academy is about you know the pandemic and social distancing, and I was like. You know, the development of our children and our kids and people who want to aspire shouldn't stop because of that. So this is a way to do it. You can work side by side, give you a unique opportunity to upload your videos, ask questions to the greats. I got some really, really great um, sessions coming up where I have the trainers who train the greatest players like the KDs and the James Hardens of the world. They're showing you what they do with those players. Um and then, you know, I have another session, uh, I want to dunk. And so I'm going to, I have the trainers who treat explosion, explosion to the rim. And so just, you know, things that I know that I, the questions that I used to always ask, you know, how to get a scholarship, you know, how do I get it? I got a session with that. When, when you actually work out, then we sit down and we tell you and you ask questions and we explain how the process works if you're not the best player in the country. And so... Those are the things we do at JetAcademyCamp.com. Parents, kids, don't miss the opportunity. We go all year long. Become a member. Membership starts JetAcademyCamp.com. 
So you talk about how during uh, this pandemic you wanted kids to still be able to improve. It seems like there's been a number of players in the NBA who during this time off, whether it be Lillard, Mitchell, T.J. Warren, Booker, and others, these guys have improved. you have any particular explanation to how their game has gotten better during this time off since they've returned to Orlando? Well, I don't look at this section. I, I, from the start, I've always looked at this session, these sessions of eight games and now the playoffs, as another season. Because you have been off for three or four months. So the guys come back with a knowledge of what they needed to work on. It's kind of a summer, like a, being off for the summer, and you're coming into your next year of your career. So Luka Donich is coming back, not as Luka who left in 20 was an all-star, He's coming back as an MVP candidate now because he's had those three months to really think about and reflect about what works and what doesn't. His body comes back, rest, and so on and so forth, and all the way down the line. So you, you have to look at every player in the bubble as this is their next year. That's how they would have come back if, 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 the, if the 2021 season instead of the um, 20 season. 1920 season. That's my theory. Kenny the Jet Smith joining us. You see him on TNT. I'm curious about the individual instruction that NBA guys get now. Because I'm thinking when you played, you had a you had a head coach. Uh, he probably had two or three assistants. Maybe you had more. Uh, and now you've got all these uh, 10, 12 development guys, but they work specifically on the next move that that player needs to add. How much of a difference does that make? How much do you wish you had had that when you played in the 90s? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I think that would – I mean, that's the reason, we, you know, not going back to it, but that's what I put in the Jet Academy. So when you go to jetacademycamp.com, it's like these individual guys who train these guys because there were no – my brother was the – the, like one of the first, I think, individual trainers of players. Like that didn't even exist. Uh, like uh, a guy who was, his only career was to develop you. Uh, that was just lifers of basketball who just wanted to be around the game. Now people are getting handsome salaries for that. And that's why I thought it was important to put it to camp. But that's what happens on, that's why Dame Lillard, all of these guys, that what they're doing now, they have that, they have the access of their own in the suburbs, and then they have it with the team. So yes, player development would have definitely expanded even the players that are the great players that we see in game. Imagine Michael Jordan with another person that's helping him develop his basketball talent. <laughs> How much trouble do you think the Lakers and Bucks are in? Uh, I don't know if the Bucks are in trouble. Uh, I don't know if that's um, – but I do think what I, I call Portland's efforts sustainable income. Like, that's something that they're going to have. They score the ball the best clip. Think about this. Their fourth best scorer might be the second best scorer in the modern history in Corbello Anthony. Like, I go Lillard, McCollum, and Nurchett. They score the easiest right now for Portland. And then Carmelo. But Carmelo in the modern era is probably the second best scorer that we've ever seen. So this is like an unbelievable, easy scoring basketball team. So the Lakers are going to have their hands full on how to stop these guys. 
because they all are happy taking big shots. What is the ceiling for Donovan Mitchell? Because the 57 points here, and people have high expectations for him, but even the people with high expectations here were blown away, blown away by what he did. Third-year guy, how much better can he get? And again, third-year guy, this is Donovan's fourth year. Think of it as that. This is how he would have come back in 2021. I, I'm, I'm surprised, but not. Because, you know, he is the new version of Dwayne Wade. Like, he is the 2021-2020 version of Dwayne Wade. I look at it as this playoff. To me, the Clippers, they've got two pretty good t- players. Well, they got a great player at top, and Paul George has fit into that role very nicely as a second player. And then I think where they can really be better than everybody else is, say, like players three through eight. So I, in, I've installed them in my mind as the favorite. What do you see? I, I think that because of the bubble scenario, all bets are off. I just, I just, I really believe that. I, I even the Clippers beat Dallas, and I'm like, that series, I could see Dallas winning. Like, I could really see them winning that series because you don't have to go to Staples Center to win Game Two. You're, you're, you're the same bubble. The anxieties that you have are no longer exist. So every team has that opportunity now to have players, not the great players, like the the, the good players that sometimes get bothered by the anxieties of being on the road, that doesn't exist now. So if all bets are off and Mike Conley is back in the bubble, presumably to play a game three, we don't know for sure, but that's what we think. Uh, right. What kind of shot do the Jazz have to beat the Nuggets? Oh, great shot. Like, uh, you know, they're, they're a possession or two away from winning game one without Mike Conley. And I think, and it was, I was so happy for him, obviously, because he left because he, you know, birth of a child, but I was so disappointed for him at the same time because he had finally looked comfortable being a, a Utah Jazz member to me. Like, I think his role was so, he had so much responsibility in Memphis that he, with the lack of responsibility, I think, made him uncomfortable. And, and now he was finally getting to that point where he understood, well, I don't have to have the ball in my hands all the time like I did in Memphis. And I know what to do now. And then, you know, now he has the birth of it and he has to leave the bubble. So hopefully he can get back fast, uh, enjoy his family, his, his newborn. But, you know, he's going to be a huge addition when he comes back in game three. So because these guys don't have the anxiety of these lesser players, the good players, not the great players, and teams never obviously are going to have to win on the road, does that in your mind taint whoever wins the title in any way? No, not at all because, I mean, if you put the best bakers in the world and said, hey, go down and make donuts, best three, you know, 22 bakers in the world, and we're going to get a champion out of that you're going to get the best damn baker. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to be the guy. So this is going to be the team that comes out that's the best team. Um, I, I don't think it's tainted at all. But I, I do think that it's just different circumstances. But now it's kind of like putting someone who bakes in front of a crowd. It's like, well, it's different circumstances. They're normally in a kitchen by themselves. and But they're still pretty good bakers, you know? And I, so I don't, I don't think it tainted at all. 
Last thing before we let you go, did Charles Barkley sleep with the broom? <laughs> I think we all know that Portland is not a real eight seed. You know, an injury-free Portland Trailblazer team would have been a 3-4 seed. But his affinity and love for him does carry a little bit too far when he says that, you know, they're going to sweep after one game. Uh, but overall, um, that broom probably did sleep with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good luck with the uh, with your academy and, and the online uh, teaching you're going to do. And thanks for joining us for a few minutes, Kenny. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Kenny the Jet Smith, he's got his Jet Academy online. You can uh, check it out and uh, get coached up. He's got uh, Victor Oladipo, uh, Kemba Walker, Trey Young, uh, WNBA stars, Brianna Stewart, Brittany Griner. So work on your game. And then, PK, you can end up being Donovan Mitchell and drop 57. I have no game, but uh, for those youngsters, dream. Maybe it's possible you can. Probably not going to achieve that level, but whatever your highest level that is, that's what you want to achieve. Yep. All right, DJ and PK, we got to take a break. We'll come back. The Jazz have a great chance. Think about that, PK. That's Kenny the Jet. We'll discuss that on the other side. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.